0: The financial consequences of an IT failure are well-documented. According to Gartner, IT outages cost companies an average of $5,600 per minute, which amounts to more than $300,000 per hour, and the reputational ramifications are just as damaging. I'm your host, Brian Fawcett, and this is IT Availability Now, the show that tells stories of business resilience from the people who keep the digital world available. Back in June 2021, cloud services provider Fastly experienced an outage that created widespread chaos as people trying to access sites like Reddit, Twitch, Hulu, the New York Times, and more were met with a dreaded 503 error message for the better part of an hour. While Fastly is far from the only company to find itself in this situation, news stories like this leave a negative impression that can ultimately damage your brand. Unfortunately, there are steps you can take to avoid these issues. Here today to run through these steps is Ed Murphy. She's a Lead Cloud Specialist for the EMEA region at SunGuard AS. Welcome to the show, Ed.
1: Thanks very much, Brian, and I'm glad to be here.
0: So as IT grows more complex, it creates greater opportunities for failure. So what must businesses do to prevent these problems from arising?
1: I think, yes, it's no secret that it creates greater opportunities uh, for failure. Uh, And I think there are three vital things that organisations need to be looking at. The first is to architect for both resiliency and high availability where you can. Secondly, implement a disaster recovery plan. And remember, if it's not written down, it's not a plan. And I would say thirdly, account for the people the processes and the governance. All too often, we see it rather focused on the technology, and can often see um, you know errors arising from from that particular approach when it's too technology focused. And uh, and what I would say, Brian, is as well, it's not just that businesses want to you know prevent these problems from arising. If they do, then not only do they want to protect their brand and image, actually, they want to take advantage of potentially gaining competitive edge uh, in those scenarios. Um, So it's it's increasingly important, particularly as you say, it's more complex. As we now know, on the recent Flexera State of the Cloud Report 2021, that 78% of enterprises have hybrid IT, and that is also making disaster recovery even harder.
0: Mm -hmm. So let's examine each of these areas a bit more. Why, Why is it so important that organizations prioritize resiliency and high availability?
1: So businesses today need nonstop operations. They are expected to architect for higher availability. Customer demand has never been higher than it is today, and that's only going to continue. So you must build resiliency into your uh, production and architect those production systems so then they have that greater level of availability uh, to ensure that your customers can transact with you in whatever way they need to, whenever they want. And build redundancy and fault tolerance into your production systems. You want to ensure that that happens so that from the user experience, they know nothing that's going on in the background within your organization. There is an acceptance that high availability systems are more expensive and we also need to be mindful whilst it's fantastic from a speed perspective. They don't actually address every type of disaster. So some of those systematic disasters out there, you know, like natural disasters, cyber attacks, pandemics, so on and so forth, that will not necessarily ensure that your business can survive and thrive.
0: And that's why employing a DR plan comes into play, right?
1: Precisely. If your production and IT systems fail, you need the technology and solutions in place to recover your business into your DR location, wherever that might be. Just replicating your data isn't enough. That's not a recovery plan. That's not necessarily going to enable your business to recover.
0: So what does uh, an effective DR plan entail?
1: So a detailed plan of action before, during and after a disruption. From a technology side, digital tools are an absolute must. Software used to carry out risk assessments, performance monitoring and security checks are imperative. You will also need to consider data collection. So analyzing the business processes and identifying the priorities, such as Tiering applications and your data based on business value, define your RTOs and RPOs. So for your recovery time objective, how long do you need to set aside to say to your business and your customers, I must be recovered within two hours? four hours. Consider that. How long can the business afford to be down? And from the recovery point objective, that question is more around how much data can you afford to lose? You know, does it have to be no more than an hour's worth, a day's worth, two days worth, etc.? And when you're looking at this, I would urge organizations to consider working with a third party partner. And that's largely around they can give the advice and create blueprints for your specific organization, factoring in all your applications and how they hang together within your environment. Back to when we were considering the complexity of hybrid environments now and ensuring you have that governance across the stack. And also using cloud-based recovery, uh, like disaster recovery as a service. There's some fantastic high-level benefits here. First and foremost, around the cost, because you're not having to pay for dual environments, dual lots of software maintenance, so on and so forth. Uh, And that can be a little bit trickier as well, ensuring that DR actually mirrors production, uh, which is also important. Far more easier to achieve that with a cloud-based recovery. The other benefits are around using that as a service is, if you think about it, in within your organisation, you will have to employ a highly expert disaster recovery team, which In theory, you would hope you don't have to use that often, so that can be uh, quite expensive. But also, if you're using a partner who handles thousands of invocations and across all the different disaster recovery scenarios, then a lot of that intellectual property is brought into your service. Uh, So therefore, you can take advantage of the people, the process, and the technology that's already predefined and has a blueprint
0: for you. It all makes sense. So You've addressed the technology aspect. How do employees fit into this puzzle?
1: As you rightly say, technology and systems are only part of the solution. Your people and processes and governance are just as critical. So you must make sure you have that dedicated DR team that's properly and consistently trained so that they understand the roles in the events of disruption and build that muscle memory so that they're fully prepared. Also, test your DR plan regularly. This is very, very hard sometimes when organizations typically do it themselves and have on premise to actually create the time to do the disaster recovery testing. It often gets left aside. And that can sometimes be very, very damaging because that even when customers have DR plans, they're not necessarily up to date with the, the changes that have been made within the environments. So it really is the only way to uncover and rectify problems with the plan, including potentially those technical glitches, communication problems, or logistical issues.
0: Yeah. So how often should businesses test this whole DR plan for their organization?
1: So that completely varies. Largely, it's based on how much downtime your business can afford. But for some organizations, that can even be driven by compliance or regulation, depending on what sectors they're in or what their customers demand of them. Uh, We are seeing an increasing amount of our customers where their customers are actually looking to see their DR plans before they will even place business with them and understand how long they might be down for. So it's becoming extremely critical. Largely, though, on average, a two-day recovery requirement tends to have two test periods in a year. And if a customer has a one-day recovery requirement, then uh, typically we see that kind of testing around once per quarter. That's what we would certainly uh, recommend. And as I mentioned before, it is extremely imperative that you factor in those major changes to your environment or to internal or external requirements that might sit around that particular DR
0: plan. It's great information. IT failures come in all shapes and sizes and can happen for any number of reasons. But in the end, the business ramifications are the same. Financial losses, and it hits to your brand reputation. By architecting for resiliency and availability, ensuring your employees are prepared for disruption, and implementing a DR plan and regularly testing it, you're less likely to experience an IT failure that leaves your business scrambling for damage control. Ed, I appreciate you being here today.
1: Thanks, Brian. I had a lot of fun. So again, thanks for having me.
0: Ed Murphy is Lead Cloud Specialist for the EMEA region at SunGuard AS. You can find the show notes for this episode at sunguardas.com slash ITAvailabilityNow. Please subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice to get new episodes as soon as they're available. IT Availability Now is a production of SunGuard Availability Services. I'm your host, Brian Fawcett. Until next time, stay available.